Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Connor Rogers joins us from Bleacher Report. Connor, what's up? How you doing? Anita, good morning. How are you? I'm great. I'm great, man. March Madness. Not sure if you stayed up late and watched that Memphis-Gonzaga game, but, man, that was one of the best basketball games I've seen in quite a while, especially the second half. I, it was blow by blow. It was so good. Yeah, it's been insane. I've tried to keep up with it as much as I could while getting ready for this insane NFL draft, but it's, it's obviously a good time of year. You get hit with free agency, baseball coming back, and March Madness all in one swing. It's it's really it's it's really a fun time, uh, you know, a three hour show, only so much to dive into, unfortunately. But I do want to talk to you about the draft. But before we do, I had Rich Samini on yesterday. We did a deep dive into the Jets. I wanted to bring you on today and do a, a similar deep dive into what the Giants have done. Uh, you've got Tyrod Taylor now who's backing up Daniel Jones. I'm not I'm not looking at this as a competition, Tyrod Taylor coming in to compete with Daniel Jones. I'm looking at this as Tyrod Taylor, a good veteran savvy guy to have in that in that quarterback room to help Daniel Jones and have this Giants team make a true assessment whether or not he's the right guy for the job moving forward. Do you agree or disagree? I agree, and that's how the Giants are looking at it, right? They, they know Tyrod is at the phase of his career where he's been in this situation many times. He's equipped to be in this situation. He, is, he, he shows guys, and I don't, I'm not saying Daniel Jones needs this necessarily, but he shows guys how to work. I, I remember the year you know when he was in Cleveland – you know, you, you heard on, on Hard Knocks, Hugh Jackson kind of said to Baker, you know, why aren't you here at, when the sun's not even up when Tyrod's here if you want to be the starter? So I think Tyrod just has a different work ethic that kind of spreads around the organization. And when you look at it, the reality is, too, the, and the Giants experienced this last year when Daniel Jones got hurt and missed quite a few games, they couldn't put themselves in another situation where it's Mike Glennon out there or, you know, a third and fourth string quarterback situation. They need a pro, a guy that's gone out and, and played at a high level for a backup before in case things don't work out with Daniel Jones. And, and that's a layered situation. It could be health. It could be, you know, struggles. It, but the reality is he is signed to be a veteran presence uh, that is a number two quarterback on this roster. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah. So, uh, so there, so there's that. I love the Ricky Seals Jones signing at tight end. Granted, he's he's a receiving tight end. Uh, he he's not a very good blocker. But you mentioned the draft. I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the tight ends coming in this season uh, out of college, and and it's 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 an impressive deep field of 
college athletes coming in. Like, I, I think the Giants can definitely uh, better their roster and get some depth at the tight end position. The, I expect them to draft a tight end in this draft, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. They should, right? They, they have a lot of picks, obviously, to do it. And, and you brought up, you know, going and acquiring a pass-catching tight end, and I think there's a little bit of a strategy behind that where you look at the draft, and sure, there are pass-catching tight ends in this draft. You have someone like Isaiah Likely and Greg Dulcich from UCLA, but it's filled with guys that have significant blocking reps on their resume for three to four years at a high level and high-powered run offenses, whether it's Kate Otten from Washington, Jeremy Rucker from Ohio State, Jake Ferguson uh, from Wisconsin. We know how much they run the football. You know, you have Trey McBride from Colorado State, who was basically the number one wide receiver in the, the entire offense for Colorado State, but was also a very, very, uh, you know, adept blocker, somebody that can, you know, help in pass pro and can help us in the run game as well. So this is a deep draft. And, and what everybody loves about it, Anita, is, you don't have to use a, a first or second round pick to get a starter. Mm -hmm. There are going to be so many tight ends in the third, fourth, fifth. I can sit here and even argue in the sixth round. You look at somebody like Jelani Woods from you know Virginia, who's a big seam target that's learning how to block as well. So when you look at it, you can get your starters late, and teams love that about the tight end position. Uh, again, Connor Rogers joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You can see him all over Bleacher Report. Uh, Connor, I've probably buried the lead here, and that's uh, what the Giants are going to do with 5-7. and seven. Uh, Talk about the, uh, the, the, the offensive linemen that they've been able to bring in and sign through free agency. And at 5-7, and seven, you know, obviously I'm expecting them to get a, a very solid offensive lineman to add to the starting five in the draft as well. How do you see this, this offensive line rounding out? With how little money they had, or I should say cap space, because of the previous regime, I think they actually did a really nice job in free agency. Yep. And get, they, you know, Anita, they were trying to get from really bad in a lot of spots to serviceable. And that's not easy to do all the time, especially when you don't have a ton of money. Uh, it's a difficult situation, and they were able to do that. you got John Feliciano, who's going to play center. He's been fine in his career when he's played center. Mark Glowinski, who's going to slot in at right guard for them. And Glowinski comes from a very success, successful rushing attack in Indy uh, on a very manageable deal. It, those are two contracts that you're just trying to plug spots. You're trying to get bridge guys. You're trying to get good offensive line play. It's not going to be great. It's going to be serviceable or good while you're trying to fill the rest through the draft. And, and that's acceptable right now for the Giants. Andrew Thomas is slotted to play on the left side. He's played on the right side in college. So that opens up the door for them to get a little creative with the NFL draft. And, like you said, they're picking up five and seven. They're in a little bit of a stare down right now because the big question is, will one of Evan Neal or Iki Aquanu make it to five? If they do, the Giants are going to sprint that card in, and that's going to be their most likely future left tackle, and then Thomas can go to the right side. But those guys are flexible enough where if Andrew Thomas is getting comfortable now on one side, Evan Neal started at right tackle in 2020. Aquanu could slide over to the right side. He's that kind of athlete. He could do it. If those guys aren't there, maybe you consider a Charles Cross at seven. I don't think they're going to take Linderbaum with one of these picks. I'm sure you get a lot of calls uh, asking for Linderbaum. He's a great player. Centers just don't go in the top ten. It's just not how the NFL works. They're not going to value it that way. Maybe the Giants look to trade back into round one for Linderbaum, but there's their second-round pick and some other picks as well. So they have a lot of options here, a lot of successful options. And then in round two, there are still names they can go after. Tyler Smith from Tulsa, mm -hmm. somebody uh, that's, a, that's a really, really good player. That, that green light is coming on for him. He started playing offensive line 
very, very late in high school, and you're starting to see it all come together in college at a high level. So Giants fans, if, if you don't, you know, if you're panicking about getting a guy at five or seven and he's not there, this offensive line class is much, much deeper than the first round. Yeah, it's it's here's here's what's really exciting for Giants fans, and maybe they might not feel this is exciting because the team has been doing so poorly. But where the Giants have needs this season, the those positions are so deep in this draft. It it just it aligns so perfectly for them. I mean, that's spot on. That's the perfect take. They need. Right. I mean, Anita, when you look at this team, right? You look at it. They. They need offensive line, and we can hammer that home all the way uh, mm-hmm. for a very long time. And Joe Shane is aware of that. When they got to Buffalo, they had to do the same thing, and they built the offensive line from the ground up five sp- spots across, and look at it now. But defensive line, they, sure, Aziz Ojolari was a nice second-round pick last year. They need more. They need another edge pass rusher. Another thing, quietly, that they're going to need really badly because of the defensive coordinator that decided to hire in Wink Martindale they're going to need press man corners or, or true man-to-man corners that can survive out on an island when they're bringing pressure over and over again. And once again, you know, maybe that's not Sauce Gardner at five or seven or, you know, Derek Stingley or a high-profile kind of corner like that. But is it going to be a Kyler Gordon in round two, that kind of player, and Andrew Booth from Clemson in round two or three? They could be in that kind of market as well. So this class, I love it on the offensive line, the edge pass rush group and the defensive backs, notably the corners. Those are three giant needs for the New York Giants. So just, just curious to get your take on this, right? And, and this, is the, this is obviously you know, the difference between uh, drafting for need, and we know that there are a lot of needs out there for the Giants, or drafting best player available. And with the Giants, the fact that they're in the top seven, to me at seven is the line of demarcation in regard to players that I think are the top players in this draft, right? So there's Hutchinson, uh, Hamilton, Iquanu, Neil Gardner, Wilson, Thibodeau. Okay, and then and then from there, I, I think you can argue uh, Stingley. I know a lot of people like Stingley as well. Uh, but do you do you wh- where do you feel is the that line of demarcation where you're like, okay, here are the here are the best. Is it the best five? Is it the best seven? Is it the best eight? Is it the best nine players? And then at that point, you're like, okay. Now I'll consider trading because, you know, all my, I I know we use the word blue chip when it comes to college, but all my, you know, five-star players are off the board now. Let me look to trade down. Is that at seven for you or or not? I think the right offer could get me to move out of seven because he might want to jump up to a quarterback with Atlanta at eight, Seattle at nine, and we know how on and on that goes. Now, but it'd be tough. It would be a certain price because I look at it and there are really nine guys uh, because of the giant situation that I, I would feel very strongly about. And you kind of nailed it. Aquanu is the best player in this draft in my eyes. Thibodeau and Hutchinson are, are right side by side because of the mold they bring off the edge pass rushers. Evan Neal, franchise tackle. Linderbaum, once again, not in play at five and seven because of the position he plays, but he, he's in that top group. And then Jermaine Johnson, quietly to me, is, is a tremendous player in this draft. The Giants fans need to be ready to potentially hear at five or seven. He's that talented. He's a three-down player, a three-down pass rusher, super high character. Um, really has everything right now. He's not learning the position. He's not tapping into his pass rush toolbox. He's really shown everything. A two-hand swipe, he can cross your face, a spin move, speed to power, once again, sets a hard edge against the run. So many coaches are afraid to put 
these guys on the field and need to accept on third and longs because they're like, wow, you don't you don't know how to read and react to the run yet. Jermaine Johnson is pro ready in that regard. Um, and then Charles Cross as well, Sauce Gardner as well, Kyle Hamilton, of course. So the Giants are interesting to me because I don't know if the league values Charles Cross as a top 10 pick, but I would take him at seven and not think twice. I think he's a franchise tackle. He's maybe the smoothest pass protector in the entire draft, a great athlete as well. I'm curious what kind of run game they want to develop now. Uh, but I think the Giants at five and seven are actually right in that sweet spot of when this thing could start to fall off a cliff a little bit. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing about Cross as well. Arguably the best blocking tackle in this in this draft, but not necessarily as a run blocker. I know you like to cover the Jets as well. So before we, I let you go, I know we were spending a lot of time talking about the Giants. Just uh, quick thoughts in regard to what the Jets have been able to do in free agency and what you expect them to do in the draft. Yeah, they've had a lot of money to spend because they haven't had a lot of draft picks over the years to, to pay. And they, they got a lot of starters, right? That's, that's what's important, Anita. They were able to get a really capable starting safety in Jordan Whitehead and a starting corner in DJ Reed. And I think those signings kind of give you a hint that they're not going to look to take a player like Kyle Hamilton or even a player like Sauce Gardner at four. They just don't value defensive back that way in my eyes, or we haven't seen that yet. They obviously shored up their, their guard position now with Lakin Tomlinson, but that's not going to prevent them from taking a guy like Aquano at four because he's just too good of a player. They'll figure out the rest later. They won't pass on him because he's such a special player at four um, that they're going to keep stacking this offensive line, and then they'll let the rest figure itself out maybe when they get into camp or maybe on a draft day trade. So I think for the Jets, you're really looking at the best player available maybe with Aquano or pass rusher. It goes back to the Jermaine Johnson Thibodeau argument there. One of those guys at four. Hutchinson will be gone. He's probably going number one overall. At the latest, he's going as number two to the Lions. They love him. And then at 10, in either a trade for the Jets or wide receiver. And at 10, I think they'll have their pick of the top wide receiver, unless Atlanta takes one at eight. So uh, they plugged a lot of holes in free agency, and that's opened up their draft board in a way that you know looked a lot different, if you asked me, two weeks ago. Uh, last thing for you, uh, in, in, in having some of the conversations I have uh, with a number of the scouts that were in Indianapolis, uh, this is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that Jacksonville is trying to trade with the Lions. Uh, they want out of the first spot and that the Lions are, are looking at Thibodeau, not Hutchinson, because Hutchinson's arm length is too, is too, too short. And when you go back, you look at the history of guys that no denying his motor, his IQ, all of those things we've seen him be able to do at Michigan, how the, the length of his arms will not translate in the NFL, uh, that there's a chance that he's going to fall. Are, are, you, are you hearing that at all? Or are you just you, you, you think Hutchinson will go number one at all, overall, regardless of his arm length? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. The first part would not surprise me. I, I could see Jacksonville wanting out of that pick. I could see them wanting more draft capital. I can see them. They, they spent a lot of money on their offensive line. They franchise tag Cam Robinson. They signed Brandon Scherf. I could see them still not passing on it, but when it comes down to it, if they can't move out of that pick, I would not be surprised if they still took Hutchinson. I think that the, the arm line thing is legit. I, I do think that you need to be careful with Hutchinson and realize that he's not necessarily – you know, going to be the next uh, Nick Bosa uh, on that level of player, but a really, really good one that's worthy of a top five selection. Now, I think with the Lions, I've heard how much they've just loved Hutchinson throughout this entire process, going back to scouting him in October and November, and that carried into the combine, and that when they interviewed all of the players uh, in, you know, the projected top five selections and them sitting at number two, that was the guy they walked away with feeling the best about. So, you know, there's a lot of smoke this time of year, and maybe they have like Thibodeau the whole time. But for me, I've heard it's always been Hutchinson. They love him. Uh, they'd be really disappointed if he goes number one overall in front of them because that's their guy at number two. And then they would probably look to move out of number two uh, if they could. But here's the problem, Nita. Nobody wants these picks in the top three. Everybody's sitting real comfortable where they are in this top five of this draft. Nobody's making calls. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Great stuff as always, Connor. Always love having you on. Thank you, my friend. Why don't you let the listeners know exactly where they can find you, your podcast, all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. At Connor J. Rogers on Twitter. Uh, everything we do for video on Bleacher Report and the NFL Stock Exchange podcast for Pro Football Focus. Anita, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me on. You got it. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.